Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to A Podcast Nation on the channel. We've got episodes, content, series, podcasts on all sorts of stuff from MMA and boxing, uh, football, wrestling, TV and films, conspiracy theories, music, much, much more, including a couple of exclusive, exclusive, should I say, series in my story, as well as unscripted and uncensored, with a variety of guests from fighters to actors to bands to wrestlers footballers you name it we got it all uh you can check them all out at youtube.com slash ace podcast nation as well as the audio versions at uh, all the usual podcasting platforms and apps today is keeping it real with mr andrew thompson we're talking wrestling we're going to talk a bit of money in the bank we're going to do a little bit of a, a weekly wrestling roundup and uh, some other bits and pieces because it's been a very very busy week in the wrestling world it feels like a lot longer than a week since we last spoke but uh, of course joining me as usual is uh, post wrestling's writer and interviewer and uh, the man behind youtube.com slash andrew thompson interviews custom url <laughs> Mr. andrew thompson how are you my friend what's going on sir glad to be back man for another week it's been a long, long week, man. A lot of news, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, it's been, um, it feels like longer than a week because so much has happened that it feels like it's been like a couple of weeks or it's just it's madness. Um, so what I thought we would do is well, obviously a large portion of the show we'll talk about money in the bank. <sighs> I can't say I particularly enjoyed that show. It was bits of it which were okay, but some of it I did not enjoy. Hey, um, does, it, does it look weird that I'm looking like directly at you, or should I look at myself? I'm trying to. No, sure. no, okay. no, it's okay. Yeah, just, just as you are is cool. The um, 
yeah, like there was bits of money in the bank which I enjoyed, uh, but there was also bits which I did not enjoy. Um, but I thought, seeing as the SmackDowns obviously film uh, goes out on TV, like after we do the podcast normally, um, we just talk about the go home show of SmackDown first, um, mm. which wasn't massively anything to write home about. Um, you had like a, a mania, uh, Mandy and Sonya had a match, which Sonya won uh, a pinfall. I I think I'm ready for them to go their separate ways. Um, I'm not. I think I said last week. I was. I'm, I feel like this feud has kind of halted a lot um, without the crowds. I feel like they would have added a lot to it. With I feel like Sonya would have been a really you know, she'd have been booed like mad and mm. Otis obviously would have been getting good reactions and probably Mandy as well. Um, would you like them to keep this feud going or do you, would you like to see Sonya get a bit of a push as a heel and obviously we'll talk about what Otis is going to be doing a bit later, but. Uh, I think, I think you should keep the feud going. I don't think it's like really touched the, the, the basis that is needed to touch yet. I mean, you gotten around to the Otis thing. I think it's time to focus in on Mandy and, and Sonya and see what they create and what they can do. I mean, like, I don't really think they have had their chance to have, like, a real, like, big, big singles match yet that can be, like, the primary focus instead of just being, like, a part of the show. I feel like it's yeah. still, like, a lot more ways to go as far as they feud goes. And, I mean, they, it's not like you can have to end it, like, right away. Like, they can always be, like, intertwined with one another. I think that's how it should play out, like, throughout the majority of their careers while they're on the same brand. They should always be, like, intertwined in some way like they always connected in, in some like i'm not saying they got to wrestle each other every single night but they should at least be like you know the, the the reason i lost this match or the reason i lost that match is because this person and that person i feel like they they'll be like kevin owens and Sami Zayn in a way yeah far. yeah always like like they always gonna have something to do with each other like it, you can't get away from it yeah i like i, I do like that um that sort of aspect of it. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I wouldn't be against them now building, uh, do like a build of a few weeks um, and then build to a match and have a main event, a SmackDown, and have them, like, give them 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and let them put on, like, a proper match because I think they're both very capable of, if you give them the time, of telling a story in the ring and, and really keeping the audience invested in that. Um, Cause I both, I like the way both their, the ring work, um, you know, we've been saying, I think probably since we started doing the podcast together about uh, Sonia, you know, we really would like to see her get a push. Um, she's very, very talented. It's difficult to understand why they haven't quite got behind her because obviously she's been quite vocal in terms of saying that she'd like to do um, a storyline around uh, like LGBT and stuff like that. And obviously the WWE has always wanted to do, you know, something in with that demographic in mind. Um, I think they might have been ready to pull the trigger previously, but then they obviously went with the, the Liv Morgan and Lana thing and then, been binned it after a week and i think that may have kind of put that to bed for certainly for the time being but even you know without that side of it 
Sonia Deville is so talented. Um, and I feel for her a bit because I feel like if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey, she probably would have had a push that year um, when Ronda came in and had her run. Um, and then again, like they did, they went with the Liv Morgan and the Lana thing. And she had, didn't she have a match cancelled at WrestleMania the one year? Uh, Sonia, was it Sonia? Yeah, and she, Sonya she, was and to, she was supposed to Oscar. wrestle Oscar at WrestleMania 34, but they made the switch and decided to do Charlotte. Well, they Charlotte was already in the match, but they decided to yeah and i think so like when you look at it she's been quite unlucky in that you know ronda came in she took that kind of mma gimmick which sonia came in with and you know she's obviously got that background and she she's very very i really like her strikes her strikes are so so good look they just look great um and then yeah she's been a bit unlucky um but yeah, in terms of SmackDown, then you had like the the New Day and the Lucha House Party versus the Forgotten Sons and Je- uh, and the Miz and Morrison, um, which you know, wasn't anything really uh, other than a, the kind of TV match. Um, the Forgotten Sons already doing more for me on the main roster than they did in their entire run in NXT. I got to say, um, I did not enjoy their work in. NXT, not that I'm, well, that's it. <laughs> it's not like they had these like uh, long standing storylines, is it? Uh, what else do we have? There was, yeah, the Sonia, uh, Sonia, Sasha, and Bailey did a tag match with Tamina and Lacey Evans. Um, what are they doing with Sasha and Bailey? They, I feel like, I feel like they're just stalling until they get fans back in the arena so they can do the match. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly would be doing the exact same thing, just stalling. To like, as you like, I, I don't feel like they want to waste that match. Like, I, I think Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins they had a real good match at Money in the Bank with no fans, but I feel like people like the match is going to be 10 times more enjoyable with Sasha Banks and Bailey of fans of it is because they know the history of, of everything going on. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't blame them for that. Like, they stall them because they want to see what happens, like, if, if things will probably clear up by August. So I mean, it always still is a while away. You got three, four months. Like you, you got time to to see if things blow over and like if they'll be allowed to have fans or whatever they decide to host SummerSlam this year. I don't think it's gonna be in Boston, but you know, uh, we're gonna see. Yeah, I think it's um, it's one of those really. Like it does seem like they've put the brakes on it a bit because at WrestleMania, it looked like they, you know, they'd they'd set it up ready to go with um, when Bailey watched Sasha get pinned after she saved her um or should i say and then sasha came back and kind of helped her win the match um so they set it up there and then they kind of seemed to have put the brakes on it a bit but i agree i you know there's no reason to to rush it if they prefer to do it with fans no it will be better with fans um particularly the initial turn i think would without fans it's difficult to gauge you know what's working and what's not and maybe doing the turn in front like, of fans like do you remember when um at, at revolution the aw revolution when when hangman teased like he was about to count like he's about to buckshot larry at omega imagine that they would have tried to do that without fans like the fans yeah. they, they made that mocha as soon as he put the title down and started grabbing on the rope all you heard was the the gas from the from the crowd everybody was like oh here you go but like, just imagine if they would have did that. When it wouldn't have been the same. Like, people would have caught it 
but it, it just wouldn't have been that same type of feel or moment if it was no fan. Like that's how I'm imagining it's probably going to be if they do try to do Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I mean, and, and then at that, like, and you look at the positive of it, I mean, just, just in, like increases Bailey's uh, title run. So, I mean, it's more days added to her. I think she's been a real good champion. I honestly think, like, I remember, um, what was it? Yeah, coming out of this year's WrestleMania. The, no, last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, Bailey probably had, like, one of the best stretches, like, of her main roster run, does Raw SmackDown run. Because she, like, I felt like the, the compare it to Sasha Banks was gone at the time. And I mm. feel like the comparisons between her and Sasha kind of stopped and it just let people focus solely on Bailey. And then she like shined and had like a stretch of like real good matches. And then, you know, when Sasha came back, they paired her right back up with, with, with Sasha. So, I mean, I, I think Bailey's doing some real good stuff right now. And then it just increases her reign. And then, you know, but like I'm, I'm not like really a fan of like the flip flop and the titles. So, I mean, just keep the title on her. You could do Sasha versus Bailey in front of in front of fans. Like if you can't do it by August, then, do, then just put the title on somebody else. Yeah, and the thing is, um, like you say, it's not like by keeping the title on Bailey and keeping Bailey and Sasha together that they're kind of treading water or they're boring or it's not. And like they are one of the, as a duo, are one of the better things on SmackDown, where at the time when SmackDown is struggling a little bit, in my eyes, um, they're one of the good things on it. Another person who I think is doing quite well at the moment is Tamina. Um, and I got to say up until this run, I was not a big fan of her work. Um, she'd never really kind of, you know, kind of got me invested in anything, but I quite enjoying her run since she's come back um, into WrestleMania where they were building her up as the monster in the, the multi woman match. Um, and like we discussed last week about her, uh, social media videos as well they were quite entertaining so I'm, I'm i'd be interested do you think um i saw someone say on social media yesterday i think it was that they think that tamina is going to turn on uh lacey evans and not necessarily align with sasha and bailey as such but just be like out on her own as like a heel stroke tweener and they Didn't might be already there well, she is kind of, isn't she? But she seems to be loosely associated with Lacey Evans. They keep helping no, I, her. I, I think that's more so of a thing. Like Lacey is trying to associate herself with Tamina. Yeah, yeah. Tamina, like associating, like I think it's just a one, one way type of relationship. I think Tamina, Tamina's already a, a bad. You know, she. I, I don't think she's. A, I mean, she, she. I think she's just portrayed as a baby face because Sasha Banks and Bailey are like the popular heels. So people yeah. like you, Tamina, as a baby. She's not a baby face. She's a bad, bad guy. So. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking to me that she's done some of the best best work of her career in this empty arena stuff, and I I feel like with her it probably just eases nerves. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to like please the the people that's in front of you and twenty thousand people, fifteen how many thousand people looking at you, at live in live in the arena, it just eases the pressure. Just knowing that nobody's there except for you, probably yeah. a couple camera people, probably like ten people, fifteen people out there max, and then you got the you know the balls watching in the back, so I'm pretty sure that's like it is. It's just less stressful for her, so that's why she's been, you know, doing as well as she has been. Yes, and I think also um, she's been quite unlucky with injuries, whereby whenever she has got a bit of a momentum, it's ended up maybe that she's got injured or she's ended up being out for a while, and then you lose that momentum and you've got to start again and you've got a bit of ring rust and you know it can be like a. A never-ending kind of thing 
Um, yeah, and I mean, there was a, like a Bray and a um, Braun promo, um, which I quite enjoyed the promo, actually. Uh, but as we'll get to in a minute, um, I did it, not enjoy their match. It ain't it ain't hitting for me, bro. This, this this food this feud is not doing it for me. Like I'm not I'm not in it at all. I like, just I'm I'm not in it at all. It's like I think, it's just not clicking for me. Yeah, the most frustrating thing is is I can see the story they're trying to tell, um, and I can I can see the the story they I think that they're trying to tell, but I think that they're not doing a great job of telling it. I think they're not making Braun look fantastic, and they're hurting Bray. Like after repairing him so much after the Goldberg Goldberg debacle, they I feel like they've 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 gone backwards again and hurt him. Um, and just a little interesting tidbit, um, which I was, real quick, real quick, I was about to say, uh, like, stop putting him in title matches. <laughs> like, the, yeah, the, this is what kills it. Like, you keep putting him in these title matches. Like, yes, yeah, I'm doing that. Like, stop putting the the regular Bray Wyatt in the title matches. Stop putting the Fiend in these title matches. Like. Just keep everything like what it is, like no title matches, nothing like that. Just regular singles matches or do the fly five funhouse stuff every once in a while. I feel like the, the title matches is what takes people out of these feuds because I feel like he was doing so well. Like, what was he like only a month or two into his uh, comeback before he challenged Seth Rollins for the Universal title? Yeah. Like, I, I think people were very excited and they wanted yeah. to see him win, but see when they, with the hell in the cell and he lost, it was like, ah, well, it did that go. And then it was yeah. on and off, on and off, on and off. Like it's. Yeah. And I feel like um, it's like Vince saw the, the merch sales and the social media buzz and he just couldn't help himself. So he was like, Oh, he's got to be in the title picture. Got to be in the title picture because he's selling the most merch and he's, you know, he's, he's over in the crowds and he's, uh, so everyone's talking about it on social media. And then it's like, just be patient and wait because they could have been if they'd never given him the title and they just kept doing what they were doing and then so much more could have got done well if you think if they had just kept doing what they were doing then done the firefly firefly funhouse match with cena the way they did it because of the coronavirus and stuff if that had been on the back of like a year-long run of um the Firefly Funhouse stuff and just tearing people up and no title run and no Goldberg. Then this year you could build towards like a WrestleMania match for the title, maybe next year, but they just can't help themselves. They just rush it and they, I don't know. It's frustrating, but um, a little tidbit, um, which I was thinking about earlier. Um, So obviously uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, uh, kind of he often dies then he in the firefly fan house and then he comes back the week after or the next episode um and i'd never clicked but do you think the reason that he does that is because uh when bray wyatt was the perceived like the rambling bray wyatt who used to do those kind of long promos which people got fed up of not me by the way but people got fed up of them um then he would get a push and then he would lose, and you'd be like, oh, well, there you are. Bray Wyatt's lost the big match again. Then they'd build him back up, and then he would lose. So, like, do you think that's the equivalent of him rambling ra- rambling rabbit? It's kind of like Bray Wyatt losing and then coming back and being pushed again and then being killed. 
that was my uh, my thought anyway. But, uh, you went you went deep into that, didn't you? Yeah, man. I've been I watching too, watching too many of these videos from like uh, all those YouTubers who break every single like Firefly Funhouse down and pick up all the <laughs> Easter eggs and that. But there we go. Um, right. Just before we talk money in the bank, then um, tell me about your interview with uh, you had a, a big interview drop the last couple of days with uh, Mr. Nick Aldis. How was that experience? Yeah, man. It, it was it, it was great. I, I, I think it. I am still here, but you've just frozen up. Everything good? Yeah, yeah, man. Yep. I did. Yeah, you froze up a little bit, but then you're back. You're still there. Side, side froze up. Don't don't let them change the narrative. Don't let them change the narrative. <laughs> trying to blame me. But yeah, man, Nick, Nick's a cool dude. Like that was a real good interview. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people tuned into it or like uh, got the chance to read the written version on postwrestling.com. You know, I, I had a good time, man. Like Nick's is real. Like I'm telling, you, he's like chill, chill as hell. And, you know, we just had a good conversation. We got into a lot of stuff, like some of like the key points he mentioned. Like I, I know I saw a few websites pick up the article about um, Rusev and him, him saying that he wanted Rusev in the NWA. Um, another one that he talked about was um, he said that he was supposed to defend the NWA World's Heavyweight title at uh, G1 Supercar last year. But Ray Warner pulled the match and he, he, he believes that it is but like it was out of like some doubt that maybe the NWA title match could like um, maybe outshine some of the other world title matches on the card. Me personally, I don't think that's true. Cause I think the Okada, no. I don't think the Okada J white match. I, well, I think the Okada J white match is real anticipated. And then I think the Marty Skrull, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven match. I think a lot of people were anticipating Marty Skrull to win that. So it had a lot yeah. of hype going into it, but like going back to the all in, he did kind of have a point in saying that, Cody versus the Aldis match did steal the show. Like it, it yeah. really did. Out of all the great matches that were on that card, it, it did steal the show. And like he talked about, um, you know, the summer super card event that Ring of Honor did in Toronto last year. And then he was supposed to finish out of like that show, but they got that, uh, the match got pulled again. And he talked about, um, this one time, this incident that he had at, at, at a Ring of Honor show in the lead up to, uh, him and his, him and Cody's match at all in. He was like, um, one of the employees backstage. Had pointed him in the direction of a dead microphone, and then and he didn't find out until he got to the ring, and it was just it was a whole lot. But yeah, mm -hmm. he, he told some real good stories. Talked about um, Samoa Joe, um, Crimson's role in the NWA. Uh, as everybody knows, Crimson, I think he was a TNA World Tag Team Champion. But yeah, uh, he talked about a lot. It was a real good interview, and you could uh, check out the video. Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. Custom URL. Yeah, man. From URL, and then you can check out the written version over at postwrestling.com. Great content over there. Good folks. Indeed. And um, yeah, I'll put the link in the description uh, for Andrew's YouTube channel, as usual. And um, yeah, so we had money in the bank. Um, what were your overall just kind of quick thoughts of the show? Mm, six. 6.9 out of 10. Give it a 6.9 out of 10. I enjoyed it, but like that, like hindsight being 2020, I, I I really like that they from 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 the reports that I've seen, like Oscar did Oscar wasn't aware 
that she was becoming Roman champion. So that's that that's like a boost for me because like that was just genuine emotion. And yeah, she probably really didn't know that she was going to be Raw Women's Champion. She thought she was just winning the money in the bank. So like you know the circumstances with uh Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins bringing the child into the world. You know congratulations to them. That's that's big. Yes, pretty sure they happy. I like the one thing I never understand is like people like having Kurt like just wild opinions about that. I'm like bro, that is a grown ass woman. Like she can do what she wants. If she, yeah. if she wants to have a kid, she can have a kid. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I like I don't see like the issue at all. Like you made all the money. She's possibly had a great, great run over the past two years. Literally probably made all the money like that she possibly could. Peak of her career, probably on the back end, like as far not not career, but the the the, the back end of this run that she's had probably yeah. was coming up soon, probably by the summer. So I mean, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then she's still getting paid. Like, people act like she she's not gonna get paid, or yeah. she's not gonna like she still one of the highest paid people in the company. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be one of the highest merch sellers in the company. And then you can always look to whatever she's coming back 2022, 2020, late 2021, whenever she. Oh, the back, pop! They the are pop. going to go crazy. They are going to go crazy for Becky Lynch. And then I think this is always this is also a way. Like, if WWE wants to go this route. You can refresh Seth Rollins. Keep him on. Oh, keep him on TV. Send him home. Send him home. Send him home with Becky and let them just, bro. Just let them. You know what I'm saying. Let them do what they do. Let them raise their child and then send them off and then, you know, you like you you bring them back when people forget about them. Yeah. And then, like I, I think that's that's the the smart thing to do. If we talking business, but you know, as far as like the people having like these crazy comments, bro. Like leave oh, them people no. alone, bro. Like <laughs> leave them people I, alone. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before about people on social media kind of like, I feel like they just get a bit secure behind their screens and they just say stuff they would never dream of saying out loud to people in real life. And I saw some crazy, just real nasty right. like stuff this week. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I, I knew I wasn't the only one. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was like, mm. I, I knew I wasn't the only one who's seen some like these. It's crazy ass stuff that people say. Like I'm talking about, like specifically the Becky and Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. I'm like, like I'm, I'm like I, I I can get like all the you know the other stuff that people got great with Seth Rollins for like him. You know what I'm saying? Like we we've already went through that before. Like as far as like me and you discussing it about mm-hmm. like his tweets and you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. All, that, all that other stuff. But like come on now, like you know what I'm saying? Like relax with specifically specifically with this situation, not a situation, but they bringing a the child into the world right now. Like I think people could chill out on the on the extracurricular yeah. stuff. Like, come on now. I um I did see like there was a couple of people like they were giving it um or how she's so irresponsible because they started off saying she's irresponsible because she wrestled at WrestleMania knowing she was pregnant, and then they kind of finished it by saying that she was irresponsible for letting Vince McMahon and the WWE down by getting pregnant while she's in the middle of this massive run. So and, she, and she can't put someone over and drop the title. I was like, shut the fuck yeah. She don't owe them people a goddamn thing. First no. of all, bro, like, like, like I said earlier, as a grown-ass woman, she's going to yeah. do what she wants to do. She has made a ton of money. She will be fine. She will continue to get paid. And whenever she does come back, I'm pretty sure she will make even more money than this current run. She has had a great run. I feel like Becky Lynch's run as Raw Women's Champion was going to come to an end eventually this year before the summer was over. It was bound to happen. 
And I'm just glad that, you know, she didn't get, well, well now you can always do the, the rematch two years from now. Oscar never beat her. Yeah. You can, you can what always a match. Just yeah. Perfectly, isn't it? Yeah, Oscar never beat her for the title. You can always win that, but you got a top program right there. And then we, also in the benefit of this, Oscar's got the Royal Women's Championship now. And like yeah. that, and like that just shows you like that they can rely on Oscar. They're like, okay, Becky's out. So who will we have next? Oscar. And that just shows you like they believe in Oscar. With that, we can all we can maybe get a Kyrie Sane versus Oscar match because Kyrie's jealous. We can always we can always do that. Or Oscar, or not even Kyrie's jealous. You can just do Oscar just dump it to the curb. Because we got the iconic back now. So yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they can fill that role that the Kabuki Warriors had, and you can send Kyrie off on her own, and or you can do do the, do the match. But I mean, it's, it's a lot of positives coming out of this, and the main one being that Becky Lynch and you know Seth will be parents. So you know, congratulations to them. Yeah, definitely, big congratulations to them. I think um, the only way I saw Becky holding onto the title were for the rest of the year was if I think if they got word that Ronda was going to be around at WrestleMania time. Um, that I think they would have kept the title on Becky then to do Definitely. like a re- to do a rematch. At, it was going to be Cali next year too. So was- yeah, so they could have given it the you know she's held it for two years. She's been unbeaten. No one can beat her. And then Ronda comes back, and you kind of go out. Yeah, you go uh, go with that route. But you know, and that's another match which when you know when Becky whenever she if if she does come back, they've got the Ronda and the Oscar matches. Two huge matches set up. Just made. waiting. And, you know, if they were to look after Shayna Baszler over the next couple of years and she had a long title run, you know, you could do that. There's, there's, what, what, what would you do with Seth Rollins? Would you keep him on TV? Um, so I would have – I would keep him on TV for the now. Um, okay. I found it interesting that they had him shake Drew uh, Drew's hand at the end of his match. Um because it didn't seem to fit with how they had booked him previous, you know, for the last few weeks, months. Um, and I think part of that was because of this announcement coming on the Monday. I think they maybe wanted to soften people's opinions on him a little. Um, if he's going to go home with her, like if they, you know, if they're going to go home or they're going to go to Ireland, maybe to see Becky's family when the travel restrictions are, you know, are lifted or, you know, anything like that. And they are going to send him home. I would like to see, either uh buddy murphy to like i'd like to see their stable turn on seth and bernie either buddy murphy take it over and give him a real push with his own stable or have someone um someone else kind of take it over um i had a really interesting idea but i don't think anyone else will like it is like if at any point they ever want to turn alistair black heel like, I feel like take stealing uh, Seth Rollins' Messiah stable of disciples could be a real kind of clever, interesting way to go. But, um, you know, I don't think they're going to turn Alistair Black uh, heel anytime soon, and nor should they. But I thought that would be quite an interesting little twist. But, you know, you could put Andrade with selena maybe at the head of a, a stable with like if they kicked austin theory to the curb and recruited buddy murphy and because obviously the authors of pain are off tv 
with one of them injured as well. NXT Cruiserweight title tournament that they're doing right now. Yeah. I'd love to see Buddy Murphy get a real, real good push. So if they do take Seth off TV, I want to see Buddy Murphy turn on him, beat him. beat him, but not just beat him. I want to see him beat him clean and then injure him after the match with like a chair over the neck or whatever, something in which they can write him off TV for a year or however long he's going to go, come back at the Royal Rumble when Buddy Murphy's in the Rumble and do a huge match between the two then and Mania. Wicked. I'd be happy with that. Um, And equally, if they wanted to maybe bring some people up to Raw because they know Seth's going and Becky's obviously going, uh, you know, if you're going to bring someone, whether it's a Riddle or an Adam Cole or anyone, you know, you could have the, uh, if if they was to put, for instance, I don't think they will, if you were going to bring Adam Cole up this year at some point, a good way to debut them would be to have the Undisputed Era come up and take Seth Rollins out, beat him clean on Raw or beat him clean at a pay-per-view quickly and then injure him after the match. They're set, Adam Cole's set as a your new kind of charismatic heel uh, main eventer. You've made someone or a Matt Riddle, you could have Riddle come in and submit him quickly, solidified as a main eventer, get I do. I think, I think um, he should already be on the main roster. But, but no. But whoever you know, whoever you know what I mean. No, I'm raw as SmackDown. But like whoever, I wouldn't be against. I what I want to see him do is with Seth Rollins is when they he undoubtedly whenever he goes, which he will at some point, is I want them to make either Buddy Murphy or somebody else who's not already, you know, not a Randy Orton or a Daniel Bryan or Bray Wyatt or whoever, not someone like that. I want to see someone new solidified as an upper card stroke mid-main event talent, whether that's Buddy Murphy, someone from NXT or someone else. I want to see someone new get the benefit of taking Seth Rollins out as well as beating him clean to set up a match when he comes back. Because, you know, he'll be in the Rumble. So let's... Like to me, I'd like to see him get off TV as soon as possible. Not in like I want Seth Rollins off TV, but I am. I feel like the longer he's away between now and the Royal Rumble, the better the reaction will be for him. I also think that Seth Rollins, the guy, deserves a break because he's worked himself into the ground the last couple of years. Definitely carried that company on his back Yo, workhorse man he was like i know a lot of people don't like something like i I'm, not, I'm i really haven't been like a big fan of like his social media stuff like he especially especially after, tweets especially after the will osprey thing like apparent like money and all that type mm. of stuff and then you know essentially defending wwe for the mass releases and stuff like i understand the business side of it like that, that's understandable but like just like and, and I mean, like, you, you can't really blame him for it either because, like, what else is he supposed to do? He's supposed to carry got that flag. Yeah, you got to control yeah. the yeah, company lands. And company I, I, I don't even think he was talking. I just think that they expect him to, to, as a leader, quote, unquote, to, you know, take initiative and be that person. But, like, it just came off, like, horribly. So I feel like if you just take him off TV and, like, people see the stuff that he's been posting on social media as of late, you know what I'm saying? Like keeping it, you know, just being real honest about, you know, how happy he is that he's about to be a dad and stuff like that. 
bro, you let that build up over time. And like what they, they're expecting the baby to be due in what December. Then you have him yeah. come back a month later. Like people are going to go nuts. They're going to miss Seth Rollins. And you don't got to do the heel stuff no more. You can just you don't have to do the baby face stuff no more. You just let him be a dude. Look, I got a kid now, so I'm coming to fight for my kid. That's it. And I'm out. And then you can just keep him off. Do do like how you did um you like how you did them with, with, with Edge for a little bit. Like, you bring him back to the Rumble. If you don't have anything immediate for him, send him back home. And then around WrestleMania time next year, bring him back. Yeah. Let him miss yeah. February. Bring him back early March. And then begin his WrestleMania feud, whoever you want him to feud with. And it only have to be nothing crazy. I'm pretty sure people that just want to see him back in the ring. Yeah. I'm pretty sure itching like hell to get back in the ring. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. The other thing I like, when you think of it, like the most over, I feel like uh, Seth, Dean, Ambrose and Roman Reigns were in the WWE. I'm not talking about John Moxley now, but in the WWE, the most over they've been with the fans is when they were babyface badasses who weren't pandering to kind of like the cheesy baby face WWE stuff like they tried to have Roman doing. They weren't over the top heels. They were just guys who wanted to fight and were cool. So they appealed to everyone. And I feel like both Seth and Roman, Roman a little bit more more recently, but I feel like they've never let them be those kind of characters since they were had that original run with the key uh, with the shield after they turned on Kane and Randy Orton and stuff, and then when they split them all off, they kind of they, Dean Ambrose was really goofy, uh, Seth Rollins was like the corporate whiny heel, and Roman Reigns was the pandering babyface who everyone hated. I'd like to see Seth go back to that kind of like just guy who likes to fight and be just kind of like a cool dude and not push it too far heel and too far baby face. But right. I just feel like sometimes WWE gets in their own way with these guys and trying to make them the face of the company or the top heel like Baron Corbin. So talented, so capable. He is capable of being the best heel in the business but I feel like the thing which hurts him is the booking of his character and the the speech used and the verbatim used in his uh, promos and the King Corbin stuff. I just, I can't. I actually like, I actually, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I actually think Baron Corbin is doing some of the best stuff in his career right now. And I think the King Corbin thing has really enhanced him as a heel. Cause I mean, before that people really, they, they, they disliked him. But I feel like adding the King thing has really enhanced that dislikement. And I think that's like the whole the whole point. Like, I think I think especially in this era, bro, like we pay too much attention and who's like the cool heel. Like, oh, we're, yeah, supposed, yeah. we're, we're supposed to we're supposed to like, you know, we're, we're going to boo him, but we secretly like him type thing. Like, no, Baron Corbin, I think Baron Corbin is doing it. I think he's doing it right. Honestly. So if you'd said that to me, uh, let's like say a month or two ago, I'd agreed with you. Um, my problem is now is like now I just want him off my screen, like not in a 
heel type way it's like for me personally it's like that roman reigns thing like when when it was in the peak of roman reigns when everybody hated him like i couldn't even watch his segments because i was so frustrated like i was watching this guy who was so talented he had a great look he had everything possible to do great things and the 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 promos they were giving him the booking the storylines and everything it was just making me completely i just couldn't watch his stuff and i'm getting there with baron corbin i don't think it's that deep man like the like you could like comparing him to like pete roman i think yeah no i just that's i mean for no i just mean for me personally like in terms of when i see him now like when i see baron corbin on this cutting these promos now i struggle to watch it whereas maybe a month or two ago i was really enjoying his work i really like his ring work his ring work is i think it's so underrated i like uh him and eric rowan are two of my favorite uh kind of big guys who change it up a lot um, and I don't think they get enough credit for, for for that, for changing the way they work, for doing different moves, trying different things. His uh, Baron Corbin's finisher and even his like second finisher are like two of the most protected moves in wrestling everywhere because no one's ever kicked out of the um, the end of days. And he even won with the other one the other day, didn't he? The, the what's six. deep six, yeah. Um, so don't get me wrong, like it's not a thing where I. I dislike Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin. I like his work. I like his, I think he can cut really good promos. And I actually think he's really funny. But it's the the the, the wording and the, the promos they're giving him is making me switch off. Um, so I would like to see them too. I would like them just like to switch it up a bit. Don't boo me. Boo you on your own podcast, man. <laughs> So, all right, let's talk some money in the bank. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna spend like too long on every little bits and pieces because you know people will have watched. Right, the... just yeah, we saw. We'll oh, just breeze yeah. through. Um, so, was it the pre-show? Was Jeff Hardy Cesaro? No, that was the first one of the main card, wasn't it? What was the pre-show match? I haven't got that in my notes. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a. Uh, Gulak and uh, no, that was WrestleMania. Who was it? There was a, definitely a pre-show match. I'll find out now. Um, but yeah, Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. Uh, Jeff Hardy won. What did you think of that? Good, solid match. They, I, I think they did well. Uh, you know, they keep lying to us about Jeff Hardy's theme song. That's all I care about. Stop lying to us. Bring back yeah. the normal. They keep saying he got it. I don't think they really have the rights to it. I yeah, really they're don't. trying to desperately buy them, and the, the people who own it, are keep they keep raising their price every I'm, I'm time. Because it is no way that they're being this difficult about this thing. Like, they, there's no way they have the rights. They, they can't have the rights to it. I just think they've changed their mind. Um, I just think that's all, it's as simple as that. They just changed their mind. And do you know what frustrates me about like guys like Jeff Hardy? Is like Jeff Hardy. They're doing all these documentaries about. Um, you know, like the documentary about his addiction and all his issues outside the ring. And it's like, man, when he comes back, everyone's happy to see him. He's an interesting, charismatic dude. He's got a good look. He's got, he looks different to everyone else. But they just want him to play the hits. And it's like, change it 
up a little bit. Just, I know, give him some new, a new finisher. Give him, like, have him work a different style. He doesn't have to, like, always do the same stuff all the time. But I, so I do wish they would just turn it, change it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm struggling to find the pre-show match. I'm sure it was amazing, but um, I can't just find it. Yeah, I'm sure it was amazing. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Uh, yeah, Jeff Hardy wins. And um, yeah, I can't find it. I don't know what I'm the... It was a pre-show match, though, wasn't it? We skip it, bro. Uh, For a fatal four-way match, I was disappointed with the result. However, uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was New Day, Kofi Kingston and Big E versus Forgotten Son, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake versus The Miz and Morrison and Lucha House Party, Lince Dorado Dorado, and uh, Grand Metalik. I always thought um, Grand Metalik could have been like like a real, real solid heel, like I, I really do think he has that. Like it, it's just the mask thing. Like his masks are cool as hell, and I feel like if like I remember, um, I think I think Graves, Corey Graves said it during the show. He was like he looked like Hoover to Guerrero a little bit, like when he had his hair out. Yeah, like, yeah. Look cool as hell. I, I really feel like Graham and Elite could be like a real, real solid heel if they put something behind him. But I noticed like they they WWE has a hard time of like fully like fully fully backing someone that doesn't speak like I guess at least decent English. I don't know if Medley can. I, I, I just, and I'm not saying that like, I don't, I doubt that he can. I mean, like, I just don't know if he, I never heard him yeah. speak uh, English before. So, I mean, you know, I think he could be real solid with them. Like as like a mid Carter, like in a continental U S title. I definitely think he could do that. Like with ease. And he got the in-ring work to back it up. Um, the finish of the match. I'm, I'm always happy new day with the, that they got the titles. Like I'm always be with that. Like always, be with new day. I mean, you could have went to Forgotten Sons, right? But man, I don't really give a damn about the Forgotten Sons, and I have my reasons why, and I never will care about them as a team. My my yeah. beat. So you know that is what it is. Uh, you know I, I'm I'm interested to see what what happens next. Like, cause like I mean now we got the um the the new wild card rule, so we might get some some new teams uh coming in from Raw to come challenge from SmackDown and, and, you know, vice versa. So, you know, that's always some just to freshen up the, the challenges a little bit. But I definitely think it's uh, – I'll give New Day until July because I feel like the forgotten assholes are going to beat them uh, for the tag titles. Not, not something to be particularly happy about. So just know I'm going to come on here and rant about how Jackson Riker endorsed the Trump supporter on Twitter. I mean, I have to have the tweets. So I'm going to show it on screen. So Jackson Rock could kiss my ass. I'm going to just leave it at that. The guy son my ass. Uh, oh. So completely separate to everything you just said, I actually <laughs> thought that the Forgotten Sons should have won this match. Um, and if they, if they were going to end yeah. the podcast. No, I think if they were ever going to do anything with them. Should have been, been. It should have been. Should have been, should've been them. Should've it should have been. been them. Um, from a purely business point of view. Um, like now was the time to to put the titles on them, uh, but you know, is what it is. They didn't. Um, they're dead in the water, so you may as well fire them now. No, um, <laughs> but like, out. They're gonna grill you on Twitter. They hear that. No, I just is what I. I um, 
do you think they should have done more with like take Rey Mysterio out of the picture, okay? And ignore the fact that he's now back. When you look at some of the, the masked luchadors that they have had in the last eight to ten years, the talent is undeniable, is unbelievable. So to say that they've not managed to get like a real Latin star over to the level they had um Ray. Ray, sorry. Yeah, to Ray over is I think it's uh, ridiculous. And uh, I think that's a really says a lot about their booking. Uh, I'm I'm had to disagree with you just just on the part about Ray because like you trying to compare Ray oh. Mysterio's star power to like how WWE's booking like an Andrade who's supposed to be next up as far as the the next big Latin superstar for WWE like Rey Mysterio is just on a different level. He always yeah, has like you look at the stuff that he's done, but he's been wrestling since he was like 15 years old. Like and he was really popular in WCW and a hell of a career in Mexico. Like he's wrestled in New Japan a few times. Like wrestled at all. He wrestled at all in. Then he? he was in that. He did, yeah. Like Rey Mysterio has done so much like throughout his career, and he's a legend and the reason people respect him so much you know obviously because of what he's done throughout his career and he's just a seems like a real nice dude overall and it seems like everybody just has like the like just immense amount of respect for him like i don't think it's fair to like compare i mean i i do get what you said i do think that they could build up that next latin star like i really do think that they could like easily but like i, I just feel like I don't, I don't know like they I, I I do think Andrade is that that next person to take that flag. I really yes. do. I, I think he's next up for sure. Dan Shane Cain Velasquez, unfortunately, they they, yeah. they they got they got rid of him with a they 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 got that Brock match and they was like, all right, buddy. Blair. Right, they got what they wanted, but um, um, so I should just quickly clarify when I say um, like I compare, I didn't wasn't necessarily comparing those people to Rey Mysterio but for a long while WWE was looking for someone to fill the hole in that kind of demographic of fans and they wanted like a Latin star and my point is they had guys who they could have done more with like a Grand Metalik for instance um, and they just didn't for whatever reason you know we all know Vince struggles to to push or to book certain uh ethnicities um it's remarkable that oscar's done as well as she's done when you only have to look at how badly they've dealt with shinsuke nakamura you only have to look at how badly they really book african-american talent uh in the long term it's you know vince is just an old out of touch man um and i just think that really they could have done more to build the latin stars in their company and i know they've got this stable now where they've got you've got andrade who should by all accounts already be a bona fide main eventer how long has mm. he been on raw and smackdown probably over a year isn't it Ooh. it's been a while isn't it i say who uh andrade has been up for a while haven't he uh when andrade no he remember he came up after he lost 
the NXT Championship, I think, to Alistair Black and take over New Orleans. I think that's when he came up. Because I remember he was in the Royal Rumble, the 2018 Royal Rumble as NXT Champion, and he lost the title to Alistair Black at TakeOver New Orleans. And I think he came up not too long after that. Yeah, 2018 he came up. So, yeah, he's been there. He's been over over a year that he's been up on the, you know, Raw and SmackDown. Um, I feel like, I'm not saying he should have had the the main title by now, but he should be like a bona fide main eventer. Um, And they spent so much time not doing anything with him that he's yeah. he's behind where he should be. Um they do you seem remember, to be getting um, do you remember last Royal Rumble in twenty nineteen where people were saying that he was one of like they were putting him in a conversation. Like as far as like yeah, the top four people. I remember it was him, Seth Rollins, and it was, it was a couple other guys uh that people had selected. They was like, oh I think on Friday should I I think he could have won the Royal Rumble if people would have been you know, I happy. think happy, yeah. Happy about it. He was on SmackDown. Who who was the champion going? Oh, it was Daniel Bryan. Well, no, mm-hmm. never mind. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. Because we had uh, the greatest wrestling moment in history. In yeah, history. At the time, we didn't know that, did we? So That's very it, true. That is very true. They had put Andrade as the Royal Rumble winner to face Daniel Bryan. People would have been excited, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, it Because he would have been a banger of a match. And I'm going to just say this one more time, Sal, before we move on to the next topic. The greatest moment in history. History. Wrestling I, history. I'm really sorry you broke up there. Um... <laughs> oh, man, so I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... see, see, this, is, this is why I don't do video, because si, si, his, 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 uh, his wittiness goes up. Yeah. We all forgot what you looked like. Uh-huh. We all forgot uh-huh. what you looked like. So... <laughs> That so uh, this week I took my uh, my MMA series. We uh, it's now live, uh, so we're doing a couple of shows a week with the MMA ones because the the UFCs decided in all their wisdom to run two shows a week. So we're doing a, a live show on a Friday. Uh, we did it Thursday this week, but next week we're doing it Friday, uh, talking about the midweek UFC show, which was real cool. I had uh, had some guests on my uh, MMA shows this week. So on the Tuesday show, uh, which was the pre-recorded one, I had UFC superstar Brett Johns as a nice. special guest analyst. And uh, then yesterday on the live show, we had uh, UFC coach and uh, head coach at Shaw MMA, Richard Shaw, uh, who's also the father of uh, UFC superstar and hot prospect Jack Shaw, Jack Tank Shaw. Uh, and uh, next Friday on the live show, the special guest analyst alongside me as the host. I also have uh, the regular, my regular co-host, former Cage Warriors world champion, UK MMA legend, Mr. Danny Batten. We also have UFC hot prospect, Jack Tankshaw, coming on the show to be uh, our special guest. And uh, we also have a mystery guest joining us on Tuesday for the MMA show, talking about the UFC at the weekend. Got some big things, big guests. Legend. And someone sent me a really, really nice email last week. And they said, um, they were just saying like, oh, we really like the channel. We came across it by accident, but we really, really like it. We watch it, all your shows, catching up on them. And they said, what we really like about it is that whatever you talk about, whatever series it is or whatever show it is, is you have an expert 
talking about whatever it is so like on some of the mental health shows we've had doctors and nurses and stuff like that the football show we have obviously andy campbell is a former football professional premier league footballer and um, we have regular guests we've got a former manchester united uh defender joining us on the live show on monday nice. we've had fighters boxers wrestlers whatever we are talking about we have experts just like now we're talking about wrestling so yeah, we have a wrestling writer, interviewer, journalist, YouTuber. He's a man of many talents. Almost at 202, man. That's Almost. I'm like, like 43 out. What's that, from 200? Yeah. Let's get you to 200, bro. Let's get you to 200. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so new day, new day one. Um just for a second, I thought Lucha House Party were going to win, but uh, it wasn't. That, was, that would have been a nice surprise. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I wouldn't have been mad at that. That would have been a nice little, you know. The one Lord. thing I want from WWE is I want them to change it up. I, I want to see new tag teams on particularly SmackDown. I want to see it, new. No, I was, was going to say, like, it's, like, it's like, like I mentioned, we got the, the new um, the, what was the, what was the, the new wild card. Thing that they got oh going my on right. god! Don't even so, get me started on that. So yeah, we, we got that. So I mean, it might freshen up the scene a little bit, but I mean, it's kind of difficult to do that because do, do they have all the? I, I think the majority of WWE talent stay in Florida anyway. So I mean, like they they have access to most of the people, and then they yeah. Like honestly, I was started using some. What, what teams are in NXT? Like my mind's a blur right now. Like as far as like so you got um, in NXT. Uh, so you got Undisputed Era. Um, Imperium. Uh, Kyle, Matt Riley can't get into the country right now. Yeah, so. Kyle, where is Kyle Riley? Riley, all right, okay. Um, and then you've got Imperium. Uh, you've got Riddle and Pete Dunn. Uh, I, I mean, people who could like come over like right now. Dunn is in the UK, so he can't. Okay, so you'd have to have. You could have Imperium come up. You could have Imperium. Um, tag team champions. Yeah, you could have. You could have undisputed era come up i suppose without kyle o'reilly for now and then just add him to the mix when they you know when you're able to i can't even um, think of other tag teams either. no i mean either and that's um it, i mean you know you've got like mustache mountain and people like that but they're obviously yeah. unable to to come over at the moment um and i just want to see not just the tag teams i want to see i want to see them build new names and faces in the title pictures for each division and i what i really has annoyed me with this uh uh wild card whatever it's called this time around is they've spent they've tried really hard to build some god different new guys on raw whether it's austin theory or gaza or andrade or whoever drew They've trying to build new guys, and now they've gone back to this wild card thing. So you're going to see Charlotte on every single show. You're going to mm-hmm. just—I want to see new people. I want to see new people, um, and I just wish sometimes that they would, you know, give us something different. Give us some, give us some like proper, fresh faces in the different divisions. Um, I'm trying to find a list of tag teams in NXT, but I can't. Obviously, the revival's gone. Uh, yeah, I can't find like a comprehensive list. 
So uh, you have to bear with me. But um, right, next up was our truth versus Bobby Lashley. Um, the one thing to come good out of all uh, of this is MVP's back, and I think we're going to get MVP and uh, Bobby Lashley together, judging by Raw as well. Yeah, um, I think um, I think uh, MVP he going lead Lashley to that title shot next month at Backlash. I definitely think it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. I definitely think that's going to happen. I think MVP is going to be the reason why he gets that title shot. Do you think we're going to see the the, the beatdown clan uh, re reforming in WWE? Bring it back. Serious, I'm question. Leaning, Serious I'm, question. I'm leaning into my mic, by the way. Anybody that's looking at it while I keep putting my head down, I was trying to lean into my mic. I look stupid as hell when I was uh look, <laughs> when I was looking up. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it back. I mean, of course, you know they're not gonna call it the beatdown clan, but you know. I, I, it's good to see MVP being utilized and, you know, him doing something semi-important. So, and I think he's going to lead Bobby Lashley to an Intercontinental Championship. I mean, the, oh, shit. the, the WWE title match. So, and I, I think him and Drew could put on a real solid match. You know, I, I, I would keep it like 15 minutes, you know, and then, you know, just let them go out there and just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, so tag teams, you've got like um, obviously you've got uh, Dijakovic and Keith Lee uh, loosely as a tag team. Um, <laughs> loosely, <laughs> loosely, they split. <laughs> they split up um, DIY, obviously. Um, yeah, they haven't got that many tag teams. When you look at it, yeah, um, they know. you've got they got like they've got quite a few in um, the NXT UK, uh, but there's no kind of there's not like an unlimited list of like when you look at the women's division from raw to smackdown to nxt to uk nxt uk the women that they've got signed is unbelievable it's real like quality uh fandango and uh what's the other one oh what's his breeze. partner called breeze yeah tyler breeze yeah of course um those two and I can't see any more. Um, you could make a tag team. I'll make you a tag team now. Okay, ready? We're going to put Timothy Thatcher and Killian Cross. There you go. How's about that for Ooh. a tag team? Ooh. What about Velveteen Dream and... Uh... Velveteen Dream and De Dexter Loomis. There you go. That's a tag team for you. What about Zach Gibson and his tag team partner? Who I can never remember his name. James Drake. That's the one. Jeez. Obviously, and yeah, when you look at when I'm looking at this list and we can't find any tag teams, that's why they've had before all the coronavirus, they had the grizzled young vets and they had Mustache Mountain coming over and working all these shows because they haven't actually got that many tag teams. They need to sign some tag teams. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Vince McMahon saying that no uh, no superstar will be punished if they choose to not come to work in the current pandemic. Sami Zayn called their bluff and didn't come to work because he doesn't feel safe. Yeah, they should. Them the title. Strip that mofo. I I, I kind of think that's some BS right there. Like, because I mean, 
Andrade failed the drug test, the they wellness stripping, and he was gone for like two months. And they didn't, they never stripped him. Like, so you telling me Sami Zayn can't lie? I think that's some BS, right? I for real, I don't ever think they really like Sami Zayn to begin with. No, like, no, I don't either. He's too. So, um, he's got his morals are too good, and he's too vocal about those morals as well. Um, I think I think from day one. Remember when he uh, supposed to face John Cena and he tore his uh, rotator yeah. cup? I, I I I think they were like, eh, you know. Yeah, that's it. Eh. Now. Whatever, that's it. But I like no, I do agree. Like in all series, I do agree with what you were saying. I think they always like his viewpoints and how he's so against with some of the people in charge yeah. at WWE are with like as far as the even the presidential stuff. Like Sammy's like an outright Democrat. Well, like he's like yeah. no hiding about that like at all, and he's yeah. like very. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with stuff when they were doing, like, the Saudi Arabia shows, Sammy, like, he would, during the shows, like, during the live shows, he would tweet about his Sammy for Syria campaign and stuff like that. And I think that always kind of rubbed them the wrong way. So I feel like when they had the opportunity, they, you know, got his ass out of there. And now we got a tournament for the Intercontinental Championship. And I think, I think the right decision is to just give Sheamus the belt. Give oh, Sheamus God, the belt. No. God, give him the belt. In the belt, oh, let, no. let him complete his uh his collection. Oh God, no! God, who would you put? Who would you put the title on? Let me hear this so I can tell you. Oh God, no! Um, they announced the participants. Yeah. No, we don't know. I'd like to see someone new, someone different, someone fresh. Um, depending on who the hacker is going to be. For instance, if it's going to be Mustafa Ali revealed as the hacker, then I would have Mustafa Ali win there. Um, you want to really piss people off? Put it on King Corbin. Put it on Corbin. Put the you put the Intercontinental title on Corbin. Make people mad. I would now, nah, but honestly, I, I think I, I would put the title on Sheamus. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, if they had Rusev, if they hadn't have messed him about, they could have put it on Rusev. Kevin Owens would have been a good shout, but he's in Canada. And he's on Raw. Oh, they got the wild card. The, I wouldn't be against putting it on uh, Gaza or even Austin Theory. I think Gaza, I think Austin Theory is about to go back to NXT, honestly. Do you? See, I wouldn't mind being against them. I, I, I don't think he was ever meant to be no. on the main Raw. I mean, on Raw SmackDown, I always felt like he was just like a replacement. Like he did really well, but I think he's about to go back. I think they're probably going to do the match with him and Garza because they've been like having like a little back and forth. So I think they're going to do the match. Garza's going to beat him. Send him back to NXT. Do you know what they should do then? Is they should have they should the the the, the week the week after he gets sent back to Raw and he uh, sent back to NXT is they should do like announce just a tag match between. Uh, Gaza and Andrade versus Rey Mysterio and Umberto, uh, just like a run of the mill tag match on Raw, and then they should have the heat be put on uh, Andrade as they beat down Rey for like ten minutes. Rey, every time he goes to get a tag, they should like stop him and stop him, and then when he finally gets to go to get the hot tag to Umberto, he jumps down off the apron and turns. He aligns with his cousin, turns heel, <laughs> finally gets some personality, 
<laughs> and has um and then we'll have Andrade versus Ray for the United States title and Gaza <laughs> and Umberto can be a tag team. Give me that. Give uh, me that shit. I would love that. I'm not a I'm I I I'm not a fan of uh Humberto. Cause they no nah, I, I stopped being I stopped being a fan of they changed the theme song. Yeah, nah, I was gonna I, say you you love that theme song. They messed it up, man. They messed it up for everybody. And every time somebody got something good going for them, man, they always switch it. Like I'm like, God, what you switch the theme song for? They just like, ruin it, ruin they everything. Changed, they changed Angel Angel God's theme song for no reason. I'm like, oh my goodness, man. Like what? Are, like what are y'all doing? Why? What? Why do y'all do this? Like it's always like it. Like anything that's like not really like super noticeable that people like, like they always change it. I'm like, change it for what? What was wrong with the Dolly guys? What was wrong with Angel Gaza's thing being a regular speed that they were? They slowed well, it down. Well, they changed them, um, and they changed the club's theme, didn't they? To that god awful, uh, like quite recently, they had. I quite liked the Gallows and Anderson's theme. It was a bit of a rip off of the Bullet Club theme, but only a little bit. Um, and then they changed it to like that really like heavy, heavy like rock. Song and I was like, why would you change it? Why would you ruin it? Ruin everything, right? Oh no, don't no, no, like people say. You know, you got that song downloaded. <laughs> You've got that, um, Umberto. Is that your ringtone? Is that that his original song? Is that your ringtone on your phone? Along every day, Dalagas. I don't even know what that means. But let's dally guys to the next match on the card. Indeed. Uh, it was uh, Bailey versus Tamina with Sasha Banks in a corner. Uh, obviously, Bailey took the title. Uh, Tamina finished. It was Tamina leaped off the uh, the top rope. Bailey gets her feet up. T- Tamina hits the Bailey with a super kick and a Samoan drop. And then Sasha Banks briefly got into the ring and Tamina chased her away until Bailey rolled her up. For the sneaky three count, what did you think of this match? Uh, I mean, not not, not the super recap because we already got into it earlier when we broke down the Sasha Banks Bailey thing, and we talked about Tamina as well and how yep. she's done at the arena shows. But it was a good match, you know. And I think they just stalling the building until uh they can get Sasha and Bailey in front of a crowd and do the big match. So, should they give Tamina a title run before she retires? How do people know she's about to? Be? Where, where did they come from? I don't know. Do you think who do you, who would you rather see get? If I say if if Vinnie Mac phoned you and said Andrew, I'm going to put the title on the voice. Tamina. I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm British, Welsh, not British and Welsh. Um, you can't. Um, who and he said Andrew, I'm putting the title on Tamina or Nia Jax. Who should I put it on? Which one would you say? What title? The the top title. No, I mean like the Raw and the title. The SmackDown. Uh, they're both on Raw, aren't they? So, oh no, they're on. Tamina's on SmackDown. Um, I know Raw title to say. I mean, or whoever, um, like the Raw title on Nia and the SmackDown title on Tamina. Oh, okay. Um. Put the title on, but I mean, Oscar has the title right now, so I mean, uh, like 
What exactly are you trying to ask? Like, well, no, um, I just want to know which one you'd if you had to pick one, which one would you rather see get a title run out of the two? Oh, um, probably Naya. Okay, that's the wrong answer, but okay. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I just, I Tamina's really grown on me in this last month, and um, yes, me too. I'd quite like to see her get like a little run as a as a title hold, like as a heel killer. Um, but there we go. Maybe that's the wrong choice of words. Like wrong a, heel, choice. a heel like monster to you know. Guess what? Guess what? You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're about to be wrong. Um, because we're gonna talk about this match of the year candidate between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt for the universal title. That's trash. Tell me why this was so good. This was trash. Start with the positives. Why was this good? Bro, I am not into this feud at all. Like we we are we were we talking about this earlier. Like it's, it's not neg I said start with the positives. Why positive. why what was good about this? You want you want another positive snatch when it the ref kind of you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, that, that, that was a positive of this match. Like we 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 talked about like we already talked about it earlier. Like, yeah, like yeah. Um, this is it's not interesting to me at all. Yeah, this feud at why they, but they could they could they could tell such a good story between these two. I mean you can't do it when you had the two dudes who were a part of the history not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like but, yeah, but you could still you could do like a you could do something to do with Sister Abigail, you could do I mean you could, but it's like like when you look at the history of Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, yeah. a great portion of that has to do with Brody Lee and Eric Rowan. Like it's mm. like can't tell that full story without the two dudes who were with them throughout the whole time. You can talk about Sister Abigail, but what is Sister Abigail? Nobody knows what that is, yeah. and it's been like a thing for like the past since since Bray Wyatt started, and like nobody knows what it is, and people kind of forgot about it. Like it's like mm. it's like an entity that nobody knows about. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I think that's like them trying to bring the whole sheet mask and all that stuff, bro. Braun Strowman wore that damn sheet mask one time. I swear he did that. That sheet nah, mask. he wore it a few times in promos and stuff. But but time. yeah, but that's mainly associated with Eric Roman. That's what I'm trying to say. The sheet mask thing. Like, and I'm like, I, I just feel like them trying to tell this backstory. Like, it, it's so difficult to do it when you don't have two dudes that were with them the entire time. Like, it's, it's, yeah. And so, then, like, like the in ring stuff is. Eh. So I feel like if the title wasn't in this feud now, and they did this match, I'd be. I would think right. I didn't enjoy the match. I thought it was. I really dislike how stupid it's making Bray Wyatt look. However, if the title wasn't in this feud, I would think right. Okay, they're telling a story. The next part of the story is. Well, this this part of the story is Bray was trying to recruit him, bring him home. He didn't really want to fight him. He just wanted to kind of realign with him. He wanted to bring him home. And now Braun has kind of crossed the line and the Fiend's going to come and whoop some ass and eat his soul and going to force him. But because the title's involved, I don't feel like they can tell that story. Because if you just have the Fiend come in now and destroy Braun, take the title, one, you're back to square one with 
the whole the titles on Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, which you, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, you've just made Bray Wyatt look so weak. Why would I ever want to see Bray Wyatt, the sweater man, you fight again ever? And you've made Bray, uh, Braun Strowman look stupid. Um, so I just feel like they've really dropped the ball again with this because they can't get out of their own way and they're trying to overthink it. There's aspects of it I really like. I like the cinematic stuff that they're doing. Um, I was, I thought that this would go into a no contest and I thought they would do like a video. I think I said to you, didn't I, On because I said if it was recorded, they should have Braun be beating up Bray and then like the fiend appear on the apron or something to like distract Braun or beat him down or take him under the ring or whatever. Um, and that was your way out. And then you just leave it and you go back to the feud at a later date. But they beat Bray again. Bray looks stupid. Braun looks stupid. And this is your title feud. And I... How about, how about, how about we do what WWE should do and move on from this yeah. topic because they suck. Well, not Bray. Okay, Bray Wyatt doesn't suck. I'm just, I'm just, I just feel like teasing Sai because I know he's a big Bray Wyatt guy. But Bray Wyatt's the man. You know, but I, I, you know, I feel like they should have just kept him away from the title this whole time. He should have never been challenging for the title. Should never yeah. been universal champion. This should have never went any way. But just him changing people in that way, you could have kept him undefeated. Like it worked with Finn Balor. You wanna know why? Because Finn Balor went and turned into this like bad guy, and now he's having doing some of his best work, and now he gets to stay in Florida or whatever he resides and go to NXT. Once a week, and you know, just kill it and have good wrestling matches. Uh, Him versus Punishment Martinez, by the way, is going to be awesome. Oh, that's gonna, I can't wait for that, bro. That's going to be a good match. That's yeah, let's finish. Let's finish up Money in the Bank and talk about NXT and AEW because they were much better. Um, WWE Championship between Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. Yeah, we we, we talked talked about this one earlier too. Great match. Yeah. Great, like I, I probably one of the best. Um, empty arena matches that WWE has done throughout this whole time. I think it is the best empty arena match they've done this far. Yeah, yeah sh- straight up match, definitely, they, yeah. They killed it, and um, I'm pretty sure a crowd would have went crazy if they were there to see that in person. I, I kind of feel bad for Drew McIntyre that he's, like, been given the flag, like, now. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it isn't – I'm, I'm pretty sure they were going to go that way anyway, but, like, it's, it's just, it sucks for him, so. But, I mean, he's doing a real good job, and – I feel like they need to keep giving him opponents that he can put on these good matches with. I feel like he can probably do that with Bobby Lashley. Like, I don't know about – I'm not too sure on the Jinder Mahal thing yet. Like, um, I don't know about that one. But I feel like you set him up for AJ Styles, maybe a SummerSlam, you do that for sure. Um, maybe Kevin Owens gets a shot. Uh, probably run Andrade back. I feel, I feel like they need to take the U.S. title off Andrade. Like, I feel like it's time. He's just holding on to that thing and like he getting beat. So I mean just think you just I'd like to see him take it out. If he take it off him and have him be the SummerSlam match for Drew, Drew. and yeah. really build him up as like like take the title off him now and then just have him go on a winning tear from now until the SummerSlam build, like barely like ever lose at all and just beat some big names. And then finally, you have him have a number one contenders match with AJ Styles or someone legit, legit and have him beat them clean to face Drew at SummerSlam. I'd like that, I think. 
Um, yep. Okay, so then we had the Money in the Bank matches, which went together where they had to climb the corporate ladder. Um, of all the cinematic matches that they've done recently, I felt that this was the weakest. Um, it wasn't terrible, but did you do feel I I felt for me they lent a little bit too much on comedy. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of yeah, it is corny moments. Like, but yeah, I mean, I kind of liked it a little bit because it was kind of corny, but mm. like it, it, it was corny moments. But I, I think I liked it like overall for what it was, and then I think I think it really helped that the pay per view was only like two hours. Yeah, oh yeah, god yeah, that, that was like so helpful. So um, yeah, I, I mean like I, I'm you know we already talked about the Oscar thing. I don't know why I keep saying we already because I mean we did. And that's like the first thing that come to my head. But like um, yeah, so, you the, know, I'm, I'm glad for Oscar, and I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they're gonna do do with Otis. So I'm gonna I'll I'll talk about Otis in a minute. Um, Oscar, um, I find it really interesting. She gets in the elevator to start and heads straight up to the top, and then um, she, I'm sure someone said on Twitter, I think it was, might be in Facebook, but whatever. Someone said on social media that she's like the first person in a Money in the Bank uh, match, whereby the first time she climbed the ladder to win, try and get the briefcase, she hadn't thrown a punch. Like and it was like ten minutes into the match or whatever it was, which is kind of interesting because she obviously took a different route. Um, I didn't like the fact that they threw Alistair Black and uh, Rey Mysterio off the building, and Michael Cole could not have give less of a shit. <laughs> it was like it, it may as well have been a suplex. Do you know it was an arm drag like he just didn't care <laughs> nobody cared it wasn't like this big huge oh my god it was nothing nobody sold it um and i just thought well that was a waste because we all knew it was probably going to happen so why would you not make it like this big huge thing even like have baron corbin shocked that he had done it you know he'd like oh you could have killed someone it's like oh shit man no Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. I'm not gonna lie. That was funny. I I I, I never gave sad props on on his on his jokes. That was funny. That was funny. I'm not gonna lie. Touche, my friend. Touche. Um, Otis winning Money in the Bank for me. Um, look, nothing against Otis. I've enjoyed the storyline with Mandy and stuff and all that. I've he's and be, you know he's got over. You cannot fault him. He's really done well. Um. Out of all the people in this Money in the Bank match, he was the one I would like to have seen win it the least. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to see him win the WWE title. However, <laughs> if they use this to, to, to kind of retcon the Money in the Bank rules going forward, whereby you can use it for any title, and he uses it uh, to say to his Tucker... I want a tag team title match because he loves him so much. And because he's this, like just a genuinely nice guy, then I, I, I can get on board with that because yeah, I think right. that, that opens doors for the future that you're not just tied into one title. There could be some other opportunities there. What I think what happen is I think Tucker is going to guilt him into giving him the briefcase. And it's because Otis is such a nice guy. He can be like, yeah, taking it in. 
Tucker's gonna cash in, he's gonna lose. And then it's gonna be ah, like okay. like what the hell? Like I just gave you the briefcase and you, you know what I'm saying, you lost, and then oh, this is such a nice guy, he's not gonna say anything, he's not gonna confront him, but it it's gonna start to break down over the months. Like, and I think that's you have a real a nice story to tell, and they don't even have to break up. You can just have Otis, like you, you can just you you can just keep doing the heavy machinery, but still have Otis continue to outshine, yeah, uh, Tucker, and like have Otis continue doing matches on his own, working with Daniel Bryan, like he mm. you know he worked with Daniel Bryan last week in a six man. You yeah, have have, sure, yeah. have have him do stuff like that, and just have Otis like I mean Tucker like. Damn, I done got the money in the bank briefcase for him. And he still outshining me. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, and you just have it like that. I mean, because I think Otis is gonna be on his own eventually, mm-hmm. anyway. Like, I, I feel like he's heading that route. Like, because okay. I, I feel like he's just he's he's really like becoming a star, and like people are kind of forgetting who Tucker is anyway. And I kind of feel bad for him. But like, I think Tucker time, could be quite a good heel though. In the I long mean, run, long I mean, term, I think. The same thing about Big Cass when he broke up with Enzo. People expected a lot out of Big Cass. And but he got in his own way, though, didn't he? Like, in fairness, like, he could have done better if he hadn't been such a, you know, a dick at the time. And then, obviously, he had some issues. Um, I don't know. I Otis is like a main event single star. Singles star. Doesn't really do it for me. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, but you just think he's going to be a singles? Yeah, he's wrestler. He was a wrestler. I think he cash. Maybe older does some shit like he cash in to get in the Intercontinental Title Tournament. (laughs) That's his cash in role. Maybe he cashes the winner. Him winning the Intercontinental Championship. I'm with it. I would be with that. Yeah. Um, I also I think Mandy's going to turn on him at some point. Um, quite soon. I just don't know who with. Um, I wonder whether. Wait, wait, real quick. You know, how, you want to know how funny it would be if Dolph Ziggler won it in a kind of title tournament and Otis cashed in on him. Yeah. Perfect. That would be Perfect. real good. Perfect. Real, real good. Send everybody uh, happy. I'd be quite on board for a King Corbin and Mandy Rose duo. Um, I quite like that. Um. Or even a Tucker and Mandy Rose. Uh, All right. Now it's time to move to NXT. The side is getting crazy. Let, let's get the NXT and they this goddamn motorcycle outside. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought I really wanted them to put it on AJ Styles. I gotta be honest. I felt like out of all of them, I felt like or actually him or Daniel Bryan, because I did feel like like I explained to you last week, the Daniel Bryan, uh, the way they've changed Daniel Bryan after the fiend feud with him going back to having a coach and like he was when he was in NXT, I kind of like, like the idea of him having the money in the bank briefcase, like he did when he went at the first time. Um, so that would have been kind of cool. AJ Styles, Alistair Black, Corbin, Rey Mysterio, all of them great choices. Uh, Otis, not so much. Um, I'm glad Oscar won it. Uh, as in, like an outside, I wouldn't have minded if, um, like a Shayna or a, a Dana Brooke, maybe just someone different. I, I'm all about the fresh faces, mate. All about the fresh faces. Um, I liked some of the callbacks, like the uh, like uh, uh, AJ Styles having like PTSD from the Undertaker's brawl and 
the um, brother love coming out of the crapper and stuff like that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. I just think they leaned a little too much into the um, like the the comedy stuff. But you know, that's what I I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. Um, out of ten, you said six point nine at the start of the show. Would you stick to that? Seven point five. 7.5 something in there something in that in this review has made you jump up a whole like 1.4 percent yeah whole 1.4 percent so, <laughs> that's how much i was giving it one one thumb out of ten no i i'd, I'd say like a six 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 i'd give it um because i'm a mark and if my favorites don't win i don't like it um okay uh so before we just uh talk uh, AEW and nxt to kind of round off the the podcast is there any particular news from the week you would like to address Mm, oh uh i know uh pro russian she did report that sting is no longer under contract with WWE, so that is very interesting. Uh, that is interesting because I th- assumed that he would be the boneyard match equivalent at Survivor Series this year. Mm. Mm. That'd have been some, but uh, yeah, we got Mike Tyson presenting the TNT Championship at Double or Nothing. That's gonna be interesting. I think the obvious thing to do. Is to have MJF get his ass knocked out. I think that's yeah. the only problem. Or, I mean, you can always go Chris Jericho because they got history. Tyson knocked him out on TV before. So, I think you can do you always- know what they should do if they knock out, if he knocks out uh, MJF, mm. he they should have the camera zoom into him when he's laid on his back and him be chewing chewing gum like Sean, uh, Sean Michaels did back in the day when Mike Tyson knocked him out after the Steve Austin match. Do you remember that? So when you know when they did the angle after the match where where Mike Tyson was the the enforcer, wasn't he? Um, and uh, Steve Austin wins. Mike Tyson makes the count. Shawn Michaels gets in his face. He does the angle where he punches him and knocks him out. And then as uh, Shawn Michaels is laid out on the floor like that, star shaped, completely KO'd, but he's like chewing his chewing gum while he's knocked out, which is really fun. Um, but yeah. Um, who won the Wednesday Night War this week, my friend? What do you mean, like in the ratings? Yeah, well, no, just like Uh-oh. for you, which was the better show? Um, I like AEW more than NXT this week. I, I just oh, like see, we disagree today. I just then I, I did like um AEW more than NXT this week. I just feel like they got like a lot of momentum heading into double or nothing. So. I think I'm kind of finding that show interesting. But NXT had a real good show this week as well. I enjoyed NXT a lot. And they announced um, the In Your House Takeover show. So that's going to be cool. If they don't bring the set back, I'm not watching it. So no, I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway. But they need to bring the set back. Don't call it In Your House and don't bring the set back. I want the door. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so for me, the last few weeks, I felt like AEW has been the slightly stronger, stronger show while I've enjoyed it. Whereas this week, I thought AEW was a little bit, um, 
I think there was like a little bit too much corny stuff for me. Um, and, and I don't mind the corny stuff at all. I love the Broken Hardy gimmick. I love like all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I love the Firefly Funhouse match. I don't mind that stuff. But there was something with AEW this week. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I have done. Whereas then on NXT this week, we had some real good wrestling, some real good angles. Although I was super pissed that they did the Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle split. They did the Timothy Thatcher heel turn. I love and it. then and then did the match the same night. I was like, I mean, geez, man, don't rush it. What I, what I think is gonna happen, I think they're probably gonna run it back and take over in your house. I think they're definitely gonna run that match back. Or but, or or and I don't know where I was going. I I don't know where I was going with that. I had something in my head, but then I forgot. They're gonna fly in Peter Dunn on a private jet. Hopefully. Hopefully. I, I love to see Pete Dunn back in the next team. But um so, yeah, I, I do think it was, you know, it was, it was, both shows are really good, but I do, like, I mean, I kind of felt the same way when I first saw, I was like, damn, they're doing the match already. Like, it, the turn just happened. So, I mean, and, and honestly, it really didn't even seem like a turn. It just seemed like Timothy Thatcher just got frustrated with all the Matt Riddle shit. Like, he just got tired of it. Like, Matt Riddle's too much for Timothy Thatcher, and I felt like that's yeah. what it was. So, he just got tired of it. What I liked about it is that in the pre-match when Riddle, uh, in the pre-match of the tag team at the start of the show, when Riddle flicked his flip-flops off like he does every week, it's these little details which I love about wrestling. Is he, he flick? He flicked the flip. He flicked the flip-flop uh, and it hit Timothy Thatcher. So it was just like another thing that was annoying him about him. Um, and I really, really liked those little details. But for me, like if they'd left it, uh, he. You know, he did the turn. Then he attacked him by hitting him with the flat screen when Riddle was doing the promo. And then they built it where you have Thatcher attack him next week and the week after. Or you do, like, in the go-home show, they have a brawl. And then they have the match at in your house. That would have been incredible. But I feel like... Th- and, and this match, by the way, was superb. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was a really good main event. I could see some people not enjoying it, but um, yeah, I could feel like uh, it was right up my alley. I loved it. Um, some real good wrestling, some real good stuff, but I would have liked to have just seen them not rush. And also, Timothy Thatcher losing after turning was a bit weird, but you know, it is what it is. Do you think Riddle's going for the title? Um Maybe and that's why they split him and had him win so quickly. The NXT title, yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, especially since you know all the stuff that's going on with Velveteen Dream right now. I feel like yeah. he was supposed to win the title, but like his he got his whole situation going on right now. I wouldn't mind Riddle taking the title off Adam Cole. No, me neither. At all. I wouldn't mind. So then, when you look at it from a like the other like, so not from a storyline point of view, but from like a business point of view, they just took the tag titles off him quickly seemingly out of the blue they had timothy thatcher turn on him but then blew off or like had the match straight away so maybe they are gonna do you know if they did like a little mini tournament or like a number one contenders match over the next couple of weeks and riddle wins you have riddle take the title off cola in your house 
and then you could have Thatcher run it. Where then you could run back Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle and do it for the title. Maybe I don't know. Um, R.I.P. Vanguard one. Oh yeah, beat the hell out of that. Damn Wait. man. Vanguard one. Got him Jake- out of there. See, so I like I love the Broken Hardy stuff and the Vanguard one stuff. I love it all. You want um, you who like really stand out to me and aid the Sammy Guevara man. He's about to be so awesome. That, that that that's gonna be their guy in like three years. Like Sammy's gonna definitely going to be like one of those. Oh, that bump, that bump that Marco Stunt took off Wardlow against the barrier. Ooh, he threw that man against the barrier, and uh, it was brutal. Um. What else did I like? Oh, man. You see when Penelope Ford tried to do the the uh, Poison Rana on Chris that bro, I thought Chris Statlander landed on Penelope Ford's neck. I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. That was... Oh, Penelope Ford, man, she's got so much potential to, um, to be uh, like the next Britt Baker. And what I mean by that is I don't mean like the same as Britt Baker. I mean the the kind of the standout, the one who really hits home and becomes like their next, uh, you know, to step up sort of thing. Um, I do think their women's division, though, is still it's getting better. It's still a step behind what I think it needs to be, um, bar a couple of people. Like even when... Um, I'm really bad with names. What's the champion's name again? Sorry, Nyla. Um, when her. when yeah. she when Shida did a promo and she hits her with the 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 kendo stick, like the kendo stick shot was a bit weak and it just started. Uh, I don't know. There's something just not quite clicking. Britt Baker, amazing. Penelope Ford getting better. Chris Statlander, mm, not sure about that. Shida, amazing, but I'm not sure if she's clicking or not. Overall, Nyla Rose improved loads. Um, I still wonder about what's the British girl which they've got signed who's never been on TV. Um, Sadie, is she in America or is she in the UK? Yeah, she, she she was on some of the um on some of the shows in Georgia no, in the crowd. Was she all right? Okay, in the crowd. Like okay, yeah. Why aren't they using her? she's training all oh, right okay so she's like um like effectively like in the performance center or like no, she, she's actually no, you like, know what i mean like just but, yeah, but i thought she, she was pretty she's good actually, when i saw she's her actually really good like I, I i just think that they're enhancing some of her stuff because like on aw dark it was times like where they would have to like cut some of her matches like not cut her matches but i mean like edit them heavily okay you know, I mean, everybody made mistakes, but like it, it was some like in her today. I'm pretty, pretty sure they just probably, you know, just want her to improve, and then you know, probably want to find something effective for her to do, or probably come up with a new character for her or something like that, so people can be interested. So, we um, on being the elite, they are promoting heavily FTR. Uh, when do we see the revolt revival FTR? At double or nothing. You reckon after, attacking after the young they, bucks? After the, the, the elite uses, I mean, loses the um 
the stadium match. So what do you think that is going to be? They're going to fight. They're going to fight in the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. That's what it is. So is the whole show there? I I believe so. I think that's. Ah, okay. So that makes more sense to me. So I was thinking that the show was going to be somewhere else and they were going to pre-record that, you know, in the stadium. But it makes sense to use a big stadium for the show, and then you know there's no fans there anyway. So yeah, I think just, uh, I think once the elite loses that match, then they'll probably like bring it to the ring again somehow. And uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna see. Uh, do you think they'll cost the match, or do you think they'll attack Dax after? And, um, what's his name? Dax Harwood and um, uh, Cash Wheeler. Yeah. I, they they need to just shorten that. Just keep it Dax and Cash, like, yeah, just please. But um, no, nah, I, I think they're gonna uh, the inner circle is probably just gonna win it straight up. And then when you think it can't get any worse for the elite, here comes the rival. Yeah, and then there we go. Perfect. I tell you what, as sparse as the WWE tag team division is, as we talked about the um, the uh, AEW uh, the AEW tag team division is what the WWE's women's division is. It is just jam-packed with amazing tag teams. Not even just, like, good tag teams, like real top, top tag teams. Um, You know, you've got Best Friends, Proud and Powerful, Kenny Omega and Hangman. There's just... Slash Matt Hardy. Yeah, and Slash Matt Hardy. So many. Um. And, like, I forgot how many amazing tag matches they've had, like, legit, like, um, like real awesome tag team matches. What was it? What was it? Best Friends versus Kip Sabian and who was uh, it? Um, it, it? It was at the North Cross tables in Jordan, bro. That match was so good. I cannot remember what it was, but they, they had a – I know it was, like, a hardcore match. Like, that was a real, real good match. But yeah, AEW does have a real solid tag team division, and I think just adding the revolt to that is only going to make it make it better. But I mean, they they they, they kind of like tried to like say that they weren't looking for some long term right now. I think that's BS. I, I, I think they just trying to like keep the attention away from the fact that they might debut a double or nothing. Yeah, so I mean, and I mean, I I want to see like I think everybody want to see the uh, everybody wants to see the 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 Bucks versus the revival match. They've been bigging it up for like two years. So let's see if it's going to live up to the hype. Yeah, I think um, the only thing I would have liked to have seen them do is do a like an NWA run. But I think I would have preferred that if there was fans and there's no fans in the shows. So it makes oh, sense. No, to well, he said he'd love to have them too. They'd just be a perfect, even if it was just for like a short run, a couple of title shots or something. I think that would be amazing. Um Tag team wrestling, tag team wrestling is just—it's just entertaining. It's different. I love it, and I'm glad that AEW is keeping the tradition alive while WWE is trying to kill it. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's your kind of your money in the bank talk, your your wrestling week talk, your Andrew Thompson interviews talk. We'll be back next week. Um, next week, we're going to be talking Royal Rumble 2002. Three. Uh, three, sorry. I watched the wrong one. 2003. Uh, we'll be talking <laughs> Royal Rumble 2003. Um, 
so we'll be doing that. We'll be going through the pay-per-views and some 2003 stuff. Um, just when there's no pay-per-views for us to cover. When there's pay-per-views for us to cover, we'll have a week off from the retro stuff. And we'll, then, we'll also be doing Double or Nothing preview. Of course, we'll be doing a Double or Nothing preview. We'll be talking, you know, doing our weekly roundup. And, uh, yeah, you can find Andrew on Twitter at ADTompson underscore underscore. Why do you have the two underscores on the end? I've always wondered. Because somebody else has A.D. Thompson. How dare they? Disrespectful. Rude. Um, you could also please subscribe to Andrew Thompson's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews. And as you will see, it is uh, just about to scroll across the bottom of the screen there. Andrew Thompson interviews. Oh, that's cool. Subscribe. Check it out. Some amazing interviews on there. And I urge you all to check them out because uh, they're good shit, pal. For real. And then uh, you can also drop a thumbs up and a, and a like on this video. As the screen says, do as you're told. Drop a thumbs up. Drop a comment. Share. Tell the people that Keeping It Real Wrestling podcast is the place to be. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you uh, enjoy about the show. And also uh, watch Royal Rumble 2003 this week and come join us for the retro review. <laughs> Subscribe to uh, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. You can check all uh, the audio versions of it, all the shows. I'm and, an uh, show fans is letting their binder right now. Damn straight. Andy Campbell show live every Monday, 7.30 British time which I think is about uh, half past three. Oh, you said what time? British time. What time, did, what time did we start today? Your time? Three. Uh, no, two. Two. So, yes, half past two. Uh, Eastern, it starts uh, every Monday, half past two Eastern, 7.30 Greenwich Mean Time. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We've got ex-Manchester United midfielder and defender, uh, Clayton Blackmore joining us on Monday for a chit chat. It's always a good time. Uh, last week did about six thousand views. So yeah, very, very excited about that. Growing all the time, and uh, got some very, very exciting opportunities going on behind the scenes. Being contacted by some very interesting people, not just for this series but for some of the other series. Big things happening. So I thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for watching. And uh, you keep you keep doing you and we'll keep doing us. I appreciate you all. Mr. Thompson, I appreciate you even more. Thank you, sir. Podcast Network.